A blessed Sunday, Church! Welcome to our Sunday worship service online here in our Ictus Dumaguete online church. Now, before I will start my message, allow me to greet our brothers and sisters. A blessed Sunday to all of you who are joining us today. Let me greet our brothers and sisters from Ictus Bakong, Ictus Valencia, Ictus Sibulan, our Ictus Dumaguete community online who are gathering every Sunday in Zoom, who are joining us in our worship service, in our YouTube channel, in our Ictus Dumaguete Facebook page, and our Instagram TV, and in our Spotify, who are listening at this very moment. Church, as we have our message, I hope and pray that we are excited to listen again from the Word of God in our part 2 of our series, Growing Together in Changing Times. Now, beloved, if this is your first time to be with us, please comment below in the comment section or in the chat box, this is my first time, so that our online ushers can connect with you. And church, another encouragement, before I will have my message, please take at least one minute to two minutes to just shout out your family and friends in our comment section. Mention their name, especially in Instagram, especially in our Facebook page. Mention their names, okay? so that they can be notified that we are having our worship service today and hopefully they can join us so that they can also be blessed by God's Word. And if you are watching from YouTube, from Instagram TV, or maybe in our Spotify, share this. Click the link, copy the link, and share it in your group chats, in your GCs, and share it in your timeline so that your family and friends can also be reached out, especially with the message of hope. So, beloved, I hope that you can do it now and so that they can come and join with us. As we begin, let us open this with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day to worship you in spirit and in truth, together with your family online. And Abba Father, have your way now as we dig in upon your word. Blessed be your name. And Father, we thank you so much. We want to bring back the glory and honor for everything that you have done in our lives from the past week, O oh God. Lord, you are a faithful God. You are a loving God. And we thank you so much for being such a good, good father to all your children. And Father, today, allow us to come and respond by worshiping you, by listening upon your word, and help us to understand it. Give us a discerning spirit and give us an open mind and open our spiritual ears and eyes so that we may hear from you directly. Father, I know you are a loving God who is ready to, to, to commune with us today. So Father, be with us now and have your word. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you are our greatest teacher today. So come now and reveal your truth in, for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody will say, Amen and Amen. So church, today... We are now in our part two of our series, Growing Together in Changing Times. Last Sunday, we have a, a beautiful launching of this series, and we talk about seeking God in the change. Now, take note, if this is your first time to be with us, we would like to encourage you to have a replay of the last, last message because it's really a beautiful launching message for this series. Now, today, we'll be talking about looking to God for wisdom. I believe that during this time, we are really challenged about discernment. We are being challenged in how to make decisions, especially in this very fast tran transitions that we are experiencing, a very 
fast-moving changes that's going on, probably in your community, maybe in your personal life, or maybe in your family, maybe in your job, or in your business, or even in our studies, I believe that sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes it's hard to make, to make a decision. But you know what? If we will just look to God for wisdom, that's the key. How to have that peace in mind in making decisions. That is why, allow me to share with you today how to find and how to seek God's wisdom, especially during these changing times that we are facing today. But before I proceed, let me ask you this question, beloved. What is that one thing in your heart right now that you are seeking for God's wisdom? Maybe you've been thinking about it. You've been, you've been praying about it. Maybe at, the, at this very moment, that's why you are here, because you want to seek for God's wisdom. But do you struggle sometimes in searching for it? Or maybe are you almost to give up in asking God because you feel like God is silent? Beloved, through this message today, be ready because God will surely equip all of us in how to look to God for wisdom. Now, when we talk about wisdom, the Bible is telling us in James chapter 1, verse 5, If any one of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and will be given and it will be given to you now in this verse again james is writing and re- giving us a reminder that there is a promise and a premise there is something that god has promised for us if we do something about this premise or this application first if we need wisdom at this very moment remember that he will give it to us. The promise is this. He is a generous God. He is a giver. And He will give it to you freely. But there is also a premise. We need to ask. And when we ask, we should be certain. And we should have a strength to ask in faith. That's why allow me to share with you three important powerful principles today in terms of how to really search for God's wisdom, how to have God's wisdom and apply it in our daily life. Beloved, before we proceed to that discovery, let's first define. Because we need to understand that we should not confuse knowledge and wisdom. I don't know about you. Can you please chat in our chat area or comment box? What's the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Because maybe for some, it is confusing. And we will check out what the Bible is telling us about uh, wisdom and knowledge because we need to understand this as a standpoint so that we are sure of what we are looking for because probably sometimes we say pastor i think there's no difference between knowledge and wisdom for some they will say there's a difference actually there's a big difference and we need to understand the difference between these two because sometimes we might pray the wrong prayer maybe god maybe you're praying for wisdom but actually what you need is knowledge or probably you are asking for knowledge, but what you really need is wisdom. So let's go back to that question. What is the difference between wisdom and knowledge? So allow me to share to you from the source of gotquestions.org. And about the, what's the difference between knowledge and wisdom in a biblical perspective? You know, knowledge is what is gathered over time through study of the scriptures. It can be said that wisdom, in turn, acts properly upon that knowledge. Wisdom is the fitting application of knowledge. 
So you get it now? So it was being described in this, in our source, in gotquestions.org, that there's really a big difference between wisdom and knowledge. Knowledge is what is gathered over time through the study of the Scripture, in what you hear from the Word of God, in what you have, de- have your devotion, or maybe in your solitude, in your meditation, in your prayer and fasting, in your Bible study, in your discipleship, in your seminars, all those acquisition of, of truth from the Bible is called knowledge. Get it? So it means you know what to do. You know what the Bible is telling. That is knowledge. But what is wisdom? It can be said that wisdom, in turn, acts properly upon that knowledge. So wisdom is the fitting application of knowledge. It means that we gain what to do, but when to do it, that's what we call wisdom. You know, as many people, remember that you can have knowledge, but you will not have wisdom. But it can never be in the contrast that you can find wisdom without knowledge. And most of us, especially as Christians, we all know from what we hear about God's Word, from what we learn from the Word of God, what we study, meditate, and memorize, we all know about God's Word. And I believe that during the changing times, this fast-changing season that we have, sometimes we are being stressed up by the transitions in life. Even though we know what to do, even though we have the knowledge, even though we know what is right and wrong, even though we know how to navigate life, but if we don't have wisdom, it will be so hard and we're going to struggle in moving forward. I don't know about you right now. Let me ask you again that question. What is really you are searching for in your life? Are you searching for what to do? You're going to pray for knowledge. Or maybe right now, you're asking, Lord, when? Lord, is it your will now? Lord, is it a yes, a no, a stop, a start, a continue? If you're looking for those things in this season in life that you have right now, it means you are looking for wisdom. Beloved, today, allow me to share to you about how to tap into God's wisdom. Again, as Christian believers, we all know that probably right now, we have enough truth from the Word of God. Maybe from the past messages that we have, from the past series that we have, from Anchored series down to our Stronger Together series. Maybe there are so many truths now that we are having in our life. But the real question today is this. How about wisdom? Do we gain wisdom in how to do it? Do we gain wisdom in how to live it out in our life? That's why today, if you, have having, if you are in a season where it's difficult for you to apply wisdom or to seek wisdom from God, I hope that these three principles that I will be sharing to you in answering how to tap into God's wisdom, my prayer for you is this. You're going to continue to strengthen your life and apply this so that you can continue to live life as an overcomer in following God's will and plan for you and your family. Beloved, today, how to tap into God's wisdom. Three important foundational truths that I will be sharing with you. Number one is this. We need to surrender our old ways of thinking. What does it mean for us? Isaiah 43 verses 18 to 19, the Word of God says, Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not not be aware of it? 
I will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Beloved today, God is reminding us about how vast is His wisdom, how sovereign He is, how powerful He is. And God is reminding us that if we really want to acquire and to tap into God's wisdom in our life, in our season right now, God is reminding us to surrender our old ways of thinking. What are those old ways? Our own way of interpreting things in this life that we have. Or maybe following the philosophy and the worldly standards of this world. God is simply telling us, and I've, I've been speaking about this last Sunday's message, that we got to renew our mind. We got to have transformation. We sh should not follow the pattern of the world. And God is again reminding us today that we need to surrender our old ways of thinking. Why? Because even though you will receive God's wisdom, but your heart's default is old thinking, you know who wins? It's our default. It's our default. And if our default thinking drives our emotion, for sure, it will drive our will and action. It will drive your decisions in life. And beloved, remember this. If you really want God's wisdom to be revealed in your life today, surrender your old ways of thinking. God is telling us, do not call to the mind of do not call to mind the former things. It means don't think about the former things. Don't ponder in the things of the past. Past is past. And now, whatever you learn from the past, move forward. Renew your mind because change starts in the mind. And once your mind changes and you fill it out with God's word in your life, it will flow in your emotion, it will flow in your will, and you will certainly do it. And you will be prosperous and successful in what God has led you through. Beloved, again, how different is our way of thinking and of God's thinking and power with sovereignty? It says in the next verse, it says, I will even make a roadway in the wilderness. Imagine that. If we will look, look at wilderness, who going to make a roadway in the wilderness? There's no people there to walk upon that road. But for God, it is possible. For us, it's impossible. But for God, it's possible. And look at the last part. It says, rivers in the desert. Imagine that. Who going to say there will be a river in the desert? In our own perspective and in, the, in our way of thinking, for sure, we will say it's impossible. But for God, it's possible. Beloved, let me ask you this question. About maybe right now you are waiting for God's wisdom. Or maybe right now, God is actually giving you His wisdom already. He gave you the knowledge, what to do, and now He's giving you the wisdom. It Now is the time. But it, have you noticed, sometimes you struggle upon it. You know why you're struggling? Because your thinking is still the old ways. That's why we cannot comprehend. We struggle about this. What? Lord, in my wilderness, you will bring roadways. In my desert time, you can do, you know, you can, you can make rivers. I don't, know, I don't understand it. Beloved, today God is giving us a reminder. Nothing is impossible with God. That is why, between the two, stay in your old way of thinking, in your default way of thinking, in your own standard and in your own understanding of how things work, how, how lives work. Remember this, it's time to let go of this because your ways are not His ways and our thoughts is far beyond His thoughts. And remember this, you can open a floodgates and breakthroughs in your life when you submit upon His wisdom. Beloved, 
Principle number one, we need to surrender our old ways of thinking. I want you to be encouraged with this and to be reminded also. In order for us not to struggle in seeking for God's wisdom, we need to surrender our earthly ways of thinking. Beloved, today, God is giving us a beautiful reminder about it's time to release. It's time to surrender our earthly ways of thinking. Because by releasing it, by surrendering it to the Lord, He can fill our mind. He can fill our hearts. He can fill our life with so much wisdom in how to walk and follow Him all the way in this life that He has given us. But in contrast, if we will not surrender, we will continue to struggle. So, it's your choice today. Do you want to continue to struggle? Or starting today, you're going to say to God, God, renew my mind. Renew my heart. I want to surrender to your will. I want to surrender to your truths in my life. And surely, beloved, you will overcome and you will become a victorious one in facing the different challenges, in facing different changes and transition that you are having right now in your life. So, beloved, in order to focus, continue to surrender. Surrender your earthly ways of thinking so that you can find God's wisdom in your situation and in your life. Now, principle number two, beloved, is this. We need to desire and ask in faith for God's wisdom. I hope and pray that if you are in a transition right now, and you feel like you need this in my transition, I need this in my in my changing times right now, in my current shift in my life, I need this, I need this. And sometimes it, the needs are overwhelming, right? Especially if you're facing a transition, facing challenges. But remember this, beloved, we need to desire and ask in faith for God's wisdom. Before asking for supplication of material or financial or physical, kind of prayer request. Can you start with having a heart that is desiring to really ask from God about His wisdom and a faith that is strong to follow, a faith that is focused to follow if ever God will reveal His ways in your life. That is what God is wanting and desiring for His children. You know, we have a very, there are many, many people and character in the Bible that we can have models about when God encountered them and God gave them wisdom, or probably God put them in a certain situation, they asked for wisdom other than material possessions. There are so many people in the Bible that we can look upon. But today, allow me to share to you a very concrete example from King Solomon. So let me read to you a passage from the scripture about him when he encountered a transition, a changing times in his life. So let me read this to you. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give you. And now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of David my father. So there's a big transition. There's a big change. Now he says, Although I am but a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to govern this, your great people? It pleased the Lord that Solomon 
had asked. And God said to him, Because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourselves understanding to discern what is right, behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind so that none like you has been before you and none like you shall arise after you. This is a very beautiful story of the life of King Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 5, 7, and 9 to 12. And in this story, a very concrete story, Solomon, as a very, very young man, he even described himself as a young child, you know, facing this big transition in life, facing this big change in life, his father, King David, was dead and now he is being chosen by God to reign. And he said to himself, and he expressed this to God, God, I'm young. God, I don't know how to, to govern, to lead your people in this vast great people of yours. And he said this, I'm young. And God is telling him, Anak, my son, ask what you need. And of all the things, God even commended him for not asking for a long life to reign, not asking for riches, and not even asking for the lives of the enemies who is trying to, again, attack them. You know what? In our life, I believe, in this material and physical world, I believe these three are also the things that we want to ask God if ever if ever, God will tell us in one day, in a dream probably, Anak, what do you want in your life? Probably for those who are starting to have the sunset days in their life, they will always pray, Lord, give me long life, give me long life. For those who are still rising with many great plans, Lord, give me the riches of life. Lord, give me money, give me material things, give me possessions and positions in life. For others who feel like there's injustice and then there's hurt, there is, there, they, are, they have enemies who are persecuting them, attacking them. Probably they will ask, Lord, can you kill that person? Can you deal with that person? Because they, are, they have the heart of revenge. But you know what? We have a very concrete example of King Solomon. King Solomon, I know he, he is so overwhelmed in leading God's people during this time. But he never asked for anything that is selfish. He never asked for the comfort of his life, but rather, he asked for the gift of wisdom. And because of that, the Lord God commended him and he blesses him with so much wisdom that no one before him, literally, and no one after him up to now that can comprehend and that can compete or overtake what King Solomon have in his life. The riches, the nations, the power, the authority, the wisdom. No one up to now. Scholars will always have research about it, but they will always say up to now, they didn't find one person. There might be one person who is great in governance, in nation, national leadership. There might be one person who is so rich in money. There might be so, but no one is in one person, all in one. Because that is God's promise for him. Beloved, I hope this will become a great reminder for us. I hope that 
we will not look at and pray and ask directly for what our heart needs, but rather, starting today, let's ask heartily for what really matters most. Just like King Solomon, maybe right now you, you have needs in, in money, in finances, you have, you have needs in material things, you have needs in terms of broken relationship or healing upon sickness. Before anything else, ask God, Lord, can you give me wisdom? Because I want to know not just about the answer to my prayers, but rather, what are the things that you want me to learn upon this season, in these changing times that you have given me? Amen? So, beloved, we need to desire and ask in faith for God's wisdom all the way in our life. Beloved, the key of gaining wisdom from God is the purity and dependency of the heart towards Him. Many people are probably right now, you're having now that idea, okay, I need God's wisdom, I want to gain it, I want to become like King Solomon, that he never choose, uh, he never bargained long life, he never bargained with wealth and riches of life, and he never even bargained about the life of, their, of his enemies or other opposing nations during that time, but he asked for wisdom. Maybe right now, you want to gain wisdom na. Maybe you are ready to surrender your earthly wisdom and perspective about life and how you, you face what you are facing and going through right now. And you're starting to say, I want to gain God's wisdom. Now, this is the reminder. The key of gaining wisdom from God is the purity and dependency of the heart towards Him. Meaning, God wants you to be rooted first in your purity of heart, the motive behind what you're asking and why you are asking wisdom from God. And secondly, God wants you to be rooted in your trust and dependency. You know why? Because the moment God will show you His wisdom, remember, it's gonna be for success. It's gonna be for your prosperity. It's gonna be for breakthrough. And God doesn't want you to exchange your loyalty and devotion from the blesser to the blessings that He will be pouring out. Because you need to be warned about this, beloved. Many, many people, they started focusing on the blesser. But when the blessing comes, the blessing becomes a struggle in putting their devotion, in putting their loyalty, in following the blesser. That's a normal kind of what? Struggle for a person who is not rooted in their dependency and purity of heart towards God. That's why right now, if you are waiting for the answers of your prayers, for the breakthroughs, for the success, for God's favor in your prayers at this very moment, ask yourself, before God can, can answer that, how's your heart? How's the motive? What's the motive? Is it more that you will rise up beyond other people? Is it still self-centered or selfish? Number two, imagine yourself. If God will give it to you, will you not be drifted in your loyalty? Will you not be drifted in your devotion to God? Will you not be drifted in serving and following God? God doesn't want His children to be drifted away by anything else. And if that time will come, that you are already far beyond because of your focusing on the blessings, He rather choose to break those blessings so that you can come back to Him once again. Or else, you will continue to be drifted away and drifted away. He will do everything, beloved, to tell you this. He will do everything to deal with you so that his son or his daughter will be coming back again to him. 
Beloved, let me ask you heartily this question. If you feel God's breakthrough and blessings in your life, how's your devotion to God? How's your covenant? Can you recall what's your covenant before the answers of the prayers that you have? Now that you have the prayers, does your loyalty doesn't change toward God, the blesser and the blessing? Does your loyalty or does your devotion, is your, your literal daily devotion are being affected because of the blessings? You're so busy in all those blessings and you cannot even write a single sentence in your devotional notebook. You cannot even go out for a solitude of just one to two or three hours because you're so busy on the blessings. Again, go back to your root. Never forget your first love. Because it's all in under control of your first love. When apart from Him, you can do nothing. You might try to build up your riches. You might try to build up what you're building right now. You might try even to upgrade the blessing that comes from God right now. But anytime, in just one click, it will be gone. Beloved, do not ever barter or exchange your devotion, your, your loyalty, and your dependency towards God, the blesser, towards your blessing. Blessings are blessings. Blessings must be enjoyed. But devotion, loyalty, and dependency must continue to be in the blesser. Amen? So I hope you learned something about that. And my prayer, God is reminding us, for those people who are still waiting for the wisdom, gain wisdom with the purity and dependency of the heart. That's a good start, beloved. Third and last principle about how to tap into God's wisdom. Lastly is this. We need to be engaged with God's word all the time. What does it mean for us? Matthew 7.24 says, Everyone then who hear these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew 7:24 says as we continue, okay? Everyone then who hear these words of mine, what is the word of God? It's the word of God, the Bible, the scripture, his promises, his premises. So whoever hears this and do it will become like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now the context beloved is this. Jesus was teaching His disciples and even other people who joined Him in the Sermon of the Mount in Matthew chapter 5 to, to chapter 7. And one of His subjects is this. How to become a wise builder. How to be blessed. How to really be wise in following Him. Now, He compared these two builders, a wise builder and a foolish builder. They all have the knowledge. The knowledge of carpentry probably. The, the knowledge of building. You know, building the roof, the, the foundation, and everything. But actually, God is comparing them not in knowledge. Do you have the same knowledge? Notice. But the other person apply wisdom. He applied the wisdom, and the other one is foolish enough. That's why the one who built the house upon sand is the foolish one. That when the storm comes, it fails. It breaks. But the wise one, he builds it on the rock. It means, from his knowledge, he applied wisdom. And because of that, he was anchored. The house was never been shaken when the storm comes. What is the lesson there? God wants you and I to continually be engaged in the Word of God. Not only every Sunday, not only during devotion and solitude, 
D-group, Bible study, not just that time, but rather, in every detail in our life, we should have the applied truth, not only the knowledge, but applied truth that is converted into wisdom. Beloved, God is reminding us that if you want to be successful in this changing and in these transitions that you are facing right now, God is telling anak, what I want you to do, don't just engage it during your spiritual discipline time, but rather daily, daily and in every action, in every decision, do it with wisdom. You have the knowledge, but that's not enough. You know what to do, like the builders, they know how to build, but it's about where you put your foundation. Beloved, engaging in the Word of God is about being rooted upon His Word by being intentional in your knowledge, in doing it with God's wisdom, in when and how to do it. Beloved, God's wisdom is found in His Word. And Jesus Christ is the embodiment of the truth that is being revealed for us. In this encouragement that I want to leave with you today, remember that do you need God's wisdom? Check out His Word. And sometimes we cannot comprehend the Word of God. That's why we need to continue to follow Jesus. Continue to meditate Jesus' teaching and continue to study how even Jesus applied the teachings and the Word of God to Himself. There is a purpose why there are four Gospels. There are stories there about Jesus Christ. How He responded to persecution. How to to respond in how to live a godly life. All things are being laid out in the four Gospels about what Jesus' life is and His teachings. And if you look at it here, beloved, God's wisdom is found in His Word, in Jesus' teaching, and in the life of Jesus Himself. That's the embodiment of the truth that God wants to reveal. Meaning that if you want God's wisdom for you, follow Jesus all the way. Remember that following Christ is not only a mandate of discipleship, but actually, there's wisdom when you follow His teaching and when you follow the way how Jesus lives upon this life. Beloved, my prayer for you today is this. If you need God's wisdom at this very moment in your life, we need to surrender our old ways of thinking. Ask yourself, what are the things that I need to surrender at this very moment? Especially the way I think about life, perspective, understanding things that's, that are happening right now? Is it still in my default old ways? Or am I starting to open my heart and let God's revelation will be revealed? And that's the way we now understand what's going on. Secondly, we need to desire and ask in faith for God's wisdom. Beloved, I hope that our devotion, our loyalty and dependency will not be turned or shifted to the blessings from the blesser. Stick with the blesser. Stick with God. And if time comes that God is blessing you, always remember, blessings are for our enjoyment, but devotion, loyalty, and dependency must be in Christ alone. That's why we need to ask and desire for God's wisdom as we continue to navigate life in these challenging and changing times. And lastly, beloved, we need to be engaged with God's Word all the time. In every move, in every step, in every way, apply the Word of God. Remember, knowledge in the Word is all about what to do. But the timing and how we apply it 
it's the wisdom that comes from God. So I hope and pray that if this week or if this very moment, you are really searching for God's will, God's plan, God's purpose, God's answer. Is it a yes? Is it a no? Is it a stop? Is it a start? Is it a continue? Is it wait? If you are looking for God's wisdom at this very moment, maybe for your life, for your career, for your purpose, for your business, for your family, or probably in the seasons in life that you are going through right now. Beloved, look to God for wisdom. So, before I'll end, I want to share with you our D-group discussion questions. So, as you meet with your D-group, as you meet online or physical, I want you to learn and discuss this. What are the things in your life right now that you need God's wisdom? Share it and make it a time where you can share and encourage one another. And lastly, what is your personal application in today's message? What is that one thing that God really wants you to do? Do it, beloved, as an act of reverence and respond to God's word. And of course, I want to encourage you again, in these two months of month of October and month of November, our FBI campaign. What is FBI campaign? Bless to reach out. F stands for find, B stands for bless, and I stands for invite. F, find opportunity to pray, evangelize someone this week. I prayed and thank God that last week, suddenly I remember FBI, so I prayed for someone. And praise God, I am blessed by doing it. And number two, bless a person this week with an act of random kindness. Maybe a parking attendant by giving a bigger tip, or probably a waitress or a waiter in, in a restaurant, or maybe helping a street person. Just, you know, just bless a person in any ways. And lastly, invite at least one person to come with you next Sunday. Maybe to watch with you together in your house. Or maybe to watch together online in our FB, Instagram, Spotify, or YouTube. Or maybe joining together in the Zoom. Invite someone and I pray that you can continue to experience blessedness as we continue to reach out others. Remember, we are in this FBI campaign because we want to grow together even in the midst of these changing times. Amen? So, beloved, I hope that you are blessed by the word, and now it's time to meditate and to respond to it. Let's bow down our head and let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word that you have impressed in our hearts. And whatever revelation you have given to us, Abba Father, speak to us, and empower us through the Holy Spirit as we continue to follow Jesus Christ as the embodiment of the truth and the word that you have instilled in our hearts. Father, continue to give us the empowerment to move forward even in the midst of the challenges that we are facing because we know we are victorious one in Christ Jesus. And Father, as your children will have their D-groups, as they will continue to journey together in growing together in your presence, May you continue to bless all of us as we continue to walk with you and to apply wisdom in whatever things that we will be doing. Thank you so much for your word and we bring back all the glory, praises, and honor. This is all we ask. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. Stay strong and stay safe always.